You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Hello, Spot On listeners. Um, Today's episode is going to be fun and informative with my special guest here. Uh, I was reading that when everything is is said and done, uh, people, believe it or not, and I read the statistics, will try about 125 different diets in their lifetime. And I'm like, no, wait, that's not true. And I did. I found this out. So lo and behold... My good friend, who I'm having on here, and my fabulous uh, registered dietitian nutritionist, uh, it just wrote an article for U.S. News and World Report about the 10 most searched diets on Google. I said, I'm having her on because the statistic is just making me crazy. So today we are going to talk about what these 10 top most searched diets uh, that are on Google. And my guest is Kerry Gans, and she's a registered dietitian nutritionist in New York City. And she's a certified yoga teacher and the author of The Small Change Diet and a contributor to U.S. News and World Report. Uh, and, And she's on the Shape uh, magazine advisory board. But I mean, you've probably seen her on television. She has been on the Dr. Oz show, Good Morning America, ABC News, Fox. I mean, she's all over the place. And she also has uh, the host and the creator of the Kerry Report, which is a podcast, a blog, and a newsletter. And we're going to put all this information on the Spot On Facebook page because I want you to hook up with her and uh, listen to her on a podcast and read all about the wonderful things because she is my nutrition go-to person. So with that, I'd like to welcome Carrie Gans to Spot On. Hello. It's so exciting to be here with you. I, I'm I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, Carrie and I have been uh, media spokespeople for 100 years. Well, we're really not that old. We started little. But, you know, we've been together. And the problem with Carrie is every time I get with her, all we do is laugh. And so we have to clean up our act here because we don't can't laugh through this whole thing. So, so okay, put your, okay. Put your serious okay. hat so on there. Okay, I won't no, laugh. No laugh. I won't laugh. Well, we're not sitting <laughs> right, next so this to will each be other. Fine. That's yeah, usually be the fine. problem. This will be fine. Okay, so first of all, why, you know, is this something that you write, the top 10 search diets on Google every year for U.S. News and World Report, or how did you come up with this idea? I've actually been doing it now since 2012. That was the first year I did it. The editor asked me to do it, and it was a lot of fun and very well received by our readers. So I've just continued it. And it's funny because every year I'm like, oh, it has to change. It can't keep getting worse. But unfortunately, it does. Well, of course it's popular. I just read to you that adults try 125 diets in their lifetime. I'm like, hello. Um, Unbelievable statistic. I've never heard that. And my jaw did drop. Just so you know. Okay. Well, this is what my podcast is all about, (laughs) Missy. I give you stats that you don't even know. Okay? Yes. Okay. Anyway, so let's take it from the top. What was was the number one diet that was Google? Go ahead. Okay. Well, the number one was the ketogenic diet. And, uh, you know, this fell off the list last year. It was, it was actually a shocker that it wasn't on the list last year, but it fell off. And I was like, yes, people are finally coming to their senses. But nope, back on top in 2020. 
All right. Can you just tell our listeners, just a brief overview, what the heck is a keto diet? Well, basically, it's a very, very big deprivation diet because all you're really supposed to have are foods that are high in fat. Yes, there are also foods that supply adequate protein, but very, very, very low in carbohydrates. I almost call it like supercharged Atkins. Okay, we're going to get to that in a, in a little bit. So basically, this is just, uh, you know, fat and, and protein. So very little, no carbs. Like, so we're talking no grains, no fruits, no vegetables. What are we talking about? Yep. We're talking basically exactly that. None of those important foods that are packed with nutrients that help prevent certain diseases. So basically, you are just eating a lot of saturated fat which unfortunately has been linked with a high risk for heart disease. Right. So the saturated fat would be like in, in animal products, like maybe cheese or uh, meat, poultry. Right. Right. Well, it right. will also be, right, a lot of meat products and um, basically, or proce- even processed meats like bacon and sausage, any of those are potentially okay on the keto diet. Yeah, and it's amazing uh, that with all that high-fat foods that they actually, people lose weight on it, but it must be just they're eliminating all these food groups and they're just cutting calories. Well, that's exactly it. They're eliminating all the other foods they eat, and they can only eat so much red meat or bacon or whatever high-fat product they're eating. I mean, the, the problem is this diet originated as a diet for children with epilepsy, and it actually helped these children. Fast forward all these years later, I mean, there's some research about the benefits of keto, but they're such short term at this at this point that we don't know what the long term effects will be. And in my opinion, any diet that omits so many foods that have been proven to be good for us, it's like, really ask yourself, why would you want to do this? Okay, first of all, just tell our listeners, what are some of the side effects on this diet? Oh, well, this is wonderful. So if you're game for this, you could possibly have increased urination, bad breath. Oh, that's always lovely. Fatigue, vomiting, and confusion. Oh, my God. So So if you're confused, you can't get yourself to the bathroom, right? (laughs) Right. I'm like, okay, and who's still game for this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, that's it. Let's get off the number one. Let's go to number two. What was number two? Let's move on. Okay. I... I'm not surprised to see this one on the list. This has gotten a lot of, uh, it has a lot of talk about it. And it's intermittent fasting. Now, here's the thing about intermittent fasting. There's actually two different types, and I don't even think people realize that. There are two different types of intermittent fasting diet. One that's called the 5-2 format, and that's when two non-consecutive days of the week are spent fasting. So basically those two days, you're eating less than 500 calories. And the remaining five days of the week, you eat your regular diet. Then there's the other fasting, which I think is probably a little bit more popular. And that's when you can eat whatever you want through an eight hour window. So for example, from eight to four or from 12 to eight, and the remaining hours, you eat nothing. Yeah, that one seems a little bit easier. I mean, I'm Italian, you know that, Carrie, and I can't even imagine only, you know, e- eating, you know, 500 calories or less for two days a week. I, what are you kidding? Why even get out of bed? I mean, that's... Yeah, <laughs> I just, it's like, again, why people have to put themselves through something 
that seems so difficult when there's such easier, yes, and people find that shocking when I even say that, there are easier ways to do this without depriving yourself of food. I mean, the window eating, I find interesting. So it's like, okay, eat whatever you want between eight and four, but then that's it. What I find so difficult about this is like if you're eating 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then, you know, your friend wants to go out for dinner. I mean, back in the days when we actually went out for dinner and hopefully we will again one day. It's like, oh no, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do that. I'm intermittent fasting. Like your whole lifestyle is set to a clock. You have to go out and to lunch. You can't go out yeah. to dinner. There yeah, you, go. you can't, you just, your whole life evolves around when you can and cannot eat. I have to tell you, I like that one because I, you know, I, you know, I was in private practice for weight management and I know that you are uh, too, that we know that there are, we often had a lot of clients that did nuji eating like after dinner. And so with that, what that does is, you know, take that off the table. Uh, and so that I could see how that, you know, if you stop that nighttime eating, you're cutting calories, you can lose weight. So that one, I actually, I, I, I kind of like. I can oh. see there could be benefits. What I always say is, I kind of joke about this. It's like, I guess I've been doing some form of intermittent fasting my entire life. Because after dinner, I don't eat. I'm done. And then I don't eat until the morning. Right. And that's a fabulous yes. habit to get into. But I still eat breakfast. I eat lunch and I eat dinner. Okay. And I eat them not between eight and four, but usually between eight and eight. Well, sometimes a little later. It's called just close the kitchen at night, people. Okay. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe that should be the name of the diet. <laughs> <laughs> Close the kitchen diet. Okay, but let's see if that comes up next year when you do the list, okay? All right, what's your other third, your third one here? And I, I know the answer, and I was really kind of a little shocked about this because I thought this was gone. But go ahead, what was it number three? Right. Just when we thought it was safe <laughs> to go outside, the paleo diet is back. Yes. Carrie, I thought this went, went out with the bell-bottom pants. <laughs> I mean, right. hello. No, we had hoped. I was like, what is that? Okay, but these things... They just have a way of coming back. I mean, the whole thing about the paleo, which I've always found rather amusing, it's to eat like the cavemen ate. Okay, so once again, it's it's another diet that's high in protein. Um, this one, though, does encourage a lot of fruit and veggies, which is great. It's, it's the hunter-gatherer thing, right? Yes, it's the hunter-gatherer. Like, right. who's going out there and shooting whatever? <laughs> um, with a bow and arrow, okay? But it does, it says to eliminate dairy, whole grains, beans, legumes on the premise that cavemen were not, get this, they weren't farmers, they were just hunters. Which we know is wrong. Right. We okay. actually know it's so wrong. So we, we know that those other foods, and again, people lose weight on paleo because they're eliminating food groups. It's the same old story. It just keeps coming up in different diets. It's just about elimination. But my biggest joke about this one is I always say, hmm, paleo people, you know, got to live like a hunter, but you'll see them in the line of Starbucks. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. There was saw, no Starbucks. I, that's enough. That's what we need to talk about. Okay. Right. All right. Now, the next one, number four, I'm assuming you like this. What was number four? I'm, yes. And this is the one that I actually like it, can applaud. It's like, hello, some people out there have sense, common sense. It's the DASH diet. And the DASH diet stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. And it was actually created over 20 years ago based on science. 
which most of these other diets have nothing to do with. And the science in this diet was to help lower blood pressure. What I also say about this, though, is that this diet, I don't even like to call it a diet because it really, because diets a lot of times have these bad connotations. This is a way of eating that could be for anyone, whether or not you're looking to lower your blood pressure or not. And, 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 and better maintain your weight. And really, there's no foods that are eliminated on this, right? No, it doesn't eliminate any foods. It encourages, which I also like the word, it encourages four to five servings of veggies, four to five servings of fruit. So yes, it encourages more fruits and vegetables than a lot of us might be eating, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's something that we should be aiming to do. Also, it encourages dairy, um, two to three servings of that. Which is so important for calcium and vitamin D, two nutrients exactly. that most people can't, can't don't get enough in your diet. Okay, so we so far we love and dash. Number dash five love. on the hit list, Miss Carrie. <laughs> you know, Atkins, I have to give it in a weird way some credit, only because it just never goes away. Okay, okay. I, first, I just want to tell you that <laughs> Atkins was around before there was Google. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so people couldn't so even this, Google it, Atkins. Okay. It was there, and, you know, I, I really think he's the king of low-carb diets, okay? Right. You know, I want to give him some kudos there for whatever it's worth. Um, but again, it's about eliminating foods. And this was Dr. Atkins, yes, right? Dr. Atkins, he was a doctor that created this diet. He did, and unfortunately, he's no longer alive, um, and we won't say what he died of. But, okay. you know, it's... It's just about protein again and eliminating yeah. carbs. Now, there is so a how, PS How here. is that different then, though, from the keto? Okay, because here's the difference. Atkins is just in the initiation phase where he really is very low carb. And it's what's called the two-week induction phase. After that, he does encourage people to start eating carbs. The problem is that most people do so well on this induction phase that they never get around to including the carbs. And they're like, oh, look at me, I'm losing all this weight. And it's really not a focus on high fat, it's a focus on protein. Where keto, it's about fat. First and foremost, Atkins was about protein, not fat. So leaner meats, perhaps, than keto would. So Carrie, is it again that we're just cutting calories here? Yeah, because anyone who's cutting out their pasta. Right. Right. Or their bread, or their rice, or their potatoes, they're going right. to lose weight. Right. And then once they start introducing it all over again, they're going to be like, oh, look, yeah. these foods yeah. cause me to gain weight. Yeah. Well, they're only causing them to gain weight then because they don't know how to eat them. Because all they learned was how to eliminate them, not how to learn to eat them in a healthier way. Right, or in the right portion. So there we go. Correct. Okay, number six. I have to tell you, I this is the first time I heard of this one. Go yeah. ahead, go. And, and I have no words, especially because of the title. <laughs> okay. okay. Military diet. I mean, first of all, who wants to be on something that sounds that strict? Yes, right? I, I feel like I should be in line marching right now. Yes, yes. Well, maybe you'll burn some calories that way, Joan, because, I mean, otherwise, no. Really what you're doing here is star- this is a starvation diet. And it's funny, it's like, I can't imagine anyone in the military actually being on this diet because if they were starving and eating this little, how could they be out there fighting for our country? The gist of it is that there's three days on and four days off. 
on the on days, you consume less than a thousand calories a day. All right, so that's basically starving because if you think about it, the lowest amount that anybody will ever recommend, well, anybody with um, any kind of scientific background would be 1,200 calories. And that's typically, though, for a non-active individual and most likely a shorter individual and most likely a woman. But on the on days, I mean the off days, so the on was less than 1,000, the off is 1,500. And for the average person, 1,500 is probably what they should be eating, but not if you're an active individual, not if you're a tall individual, not if you're definitely male. I mean, 1,500 calories is going to be too little. All right, Missy, number seven. And I think a lot of the popularity of this one has to do with celebrities have tried it. So Adele, who is an amazing singer, she's lost a lot of weight on the cert food diet. So I think that people are like, well, if Adele has done it and looks great, I need to try it. And it's based on, I mean, they pretend to say there's a lot of science out there on it. And I really haven't been able to find the science that they claim is responsible for the cert foods and the weight loss connection. What what foods are what, I don't what foods are they? So the cert food diet claims that there are certain plant-based foods that are known as sirtuin activators. And it gets, I mean, to me, I'm already confused. But these sirtuin activators supposedly can boost your body's metabolism and it promotes weight loss. In all fairness to the creators, they also claimed it would reverse aging, that it's that this, this diet's not just about weight loss. It's about reversing age and decreasing inflammation in the body. That's what they claim these cert foods do. And those foods include red wine, dark chocolate, berries, coffee, kale, all foods that I can promote. But it's the, the mindset about this diet that these foods alone are going to cause this weight loss and do all these other magical things is where I have the problem. Isn't it like a day on, day off, something kind of weird? It's another one. So then once they get into the actual plan, besides just talking about the foods, it is another phase diet plan. So whenever you start with me, when it has these phases, my eyes roll. So the first three days you can consume a thousand calories per day. Aren't you lucky? And then four to seven, in days four to seven, you can eat two meals a day, and then you can have these two juices a day. So these juices now that they start to promote is this green juice. And do the meals involve a cert food too? I mean, what's... Yes, but it's more about they, they have a long list of foods. So there's other foods that they do encourage. It's not just cert foods, but it's the combination of these other foods with these cert foods that they claim will have this magical approach. I will say that it's probably more so that when you're eating a lot of their meals, what they're promoting is about 1,500 calories a day. So here we go again. We're just cutting calories. So once again, we're talking about calories. All right, number eight. Ah, number eight, Whole30. Now, Whole30 is another one. It is nothing new. It has been around for a while. In a nutshell, it's saying do X, Y, and Z in 30 days, 
and you will feel amazing. But if you don't follow it closely, by the way, to the rule book, you have to start all over again. Oh my goodness. It like... It's a do-over. Like if you go four days into it, and it whether, what are the foods you have to avoid? So you have to eliminate dairy, grains, legumes, alcohol. It surely lost me on the alcohol, okay? To eliminate dairy, grains, legumes for 30 days and claim that you're going to feel amazing. I mean, again, show me the science on this. This is what I want to see. This is interesting because you wonder... I mean, 30 days is a long time to stick with something, especially when you're eliminating so many foods that were probably in your diet to begin with. I'm wondering, it's just that people just stay on it because they can't get to 30 days. (laughs) Okay, again, this could be on the list next year. Who knows? Okay, number nine. It's the alkaline diet. It's based on the idea that certain foods we eat are very acidic and therefore are bad for us. And in order to prevent diseases like arthritis and cancer, we should be eating foods that are more alkaline. And then the bonus Mm. is you'll lose weight along the way. The alkaline acidic. Tell me what food you have to avoid and why. On this diet, you can eat fruits, veggies, soybeans, tofu, some nuts, seeds, and legumes. But you do need to eliminate dairy, eggs, meats, most grain, processed foods, caffeine, and alcohol. So once again, you're eliminating so many foods. And you're eliminating them based on this notion that these acidic foods are bad for us. But the science does not back it up. Right. And you know, you know, the pH in, in your uh, body is so regulated so tightly um, that like, what, what is this all about? And again, this one's been around for a while, but you know, it's like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so disgusted with this and that I'm moving on to the next <laughs> diet. Okay. 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 So here we go. All right. Let's move let's on. Let's go on. Number 10. Here we go. This is the last well, one. What is it? It's fallen down to number 10 and uh, it was number three before. Actually, this is another one. I mean, I'm not going to stand up on my chair and applaud it like I do Dash, but I get it. And it can be helpful. It's an app. And what's the name of this one? It's called Noom. So Noom, it's an app. And it either offers uh, 16-week programs or different weeks. I mean, so you do pay for it since it is an app. So there is a monthly fee for this. But Basically, it's incorporating lifestyle interventions, and you're working with your own individual weight loss coach. So to me, this could be useful for those people that kind of like a buddy. You know, they're not telling you to eliminate all these foods. It's all about the coaching. It's all about working with this in, an individual. This person can help you on your weight loss journey. But I will say, I mean, apps are great for some. And some people, the whole notion of working with an app is just something, again, that they put on their phone and then they just completely forget about it. And maybe I'm talking from personal experience because. And, and, and is, is the diet that they are suggesting, is it is it healthy food yes. or is that a big elimination diet? It's not or? elimination. So they are talking healthy foods. I mean, that's why I can get behind it. Um, some might not like it because it, it does focus a lot on weight loss. Um, but then again, I mean, I think that that's ultimately what anyone who's been searching the diets on Google are looking for. They're looking for weight loss. And hopefully, I would like to think 
to help themselves lose weight in a healthy manner, which most of these other diets, almost all of them are not doing. And that's why weight loss has been gotten such a bad connotation. But losing weight, like something that can help you in a healthy way, without perhaps getting overly obsessed with calorie counting or anything like that, and better yourself, I mean, who can't get behind that? And better yourself, I'm saying, in a healthy way, if that makes sense. Right, right. You know, it's almost like someone should write a book about this, maybe like about making some maybe small changes <gasps> in your diet. I wonder who wrote that book. But I don't know. But Carrie did, as oh I mentioned at the beginning of this. She she wrote the Small Change Diet, and we're going to put a copy of this up on the spot on Facebook page. You know, talking all about this, that makes some small healthy changes in, in your, your diet. One or two here, there, and before you know it, you've made quite a few, and it can really help you, you know, better your lifestyle, improve your diet, and hopefully better manage your weight. So this is what I'm going to promise uh, all the listeners, and I'm going to promise you. Uh, you're coming back next year, same time, same date, <laughs> and um, we're going to see well, how the, uh, the list is the same or changed, okay? And how it hopefully changes, or will just be... We'll just be commiserating. I mean, I don't know. All right. With that, I want to thank my special New York friend, um, registered dietitian, nutritionist, media savvy person, Carrie Gantz, for being on Spot On. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salji Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you?